This podcast is a love letter to every small business owner in Africa that dreams of growing big, every African executive that wants to get ahead, and every leader that wants more impact. I'm Tembi Kumalo, your host and the founder of Brand Builder Africa. We'll talk about everything to do with growing your business by building your brand. Hello, brand builders and our Brand to Build podcast community. I am so excited today to um, have this particular conversation um, and winter sort of chat with um, none other than Tombi Malaza, who hails from South Africa and is one of the most intuitive content creators um, but also really strategists, uh, digital strategists that I have met lately. And um, today we're going to be talking about creativity as we continue with our standalone creative series. Hi, Ntombi, how are you? I'm good, Selena. How are you doing? I am good. So Ntombi, I, I would like for you to tell us about yourself where you're based and how you got into what you're doing now in your own words, so that people can get a feeling of context in place before we start talking about branding and creativity. Sure. Um, firstly, thanks for having me. So like you said, I'm based in South Africa. Um, I'm in New Bramfontein, which is just outside of Johannesburg. Um, and I came into brand communications literally by chance. <laughs> I left high school um, actively pursuing a design career over business e and um, economics, which were like basically my strongest points. Um, and I felt that, uh, you know what, let me harness and just cater to my design um, skills. And I strongly felt that I could, you know, tie in business acumen later in my career. Uh, I applied to, a, to st um, study a BA information design course at UP, um, got in and blessed enough to study the course and it really gave me a full spectrum of knowledge spanning a variety of creative disciplines, um, as well as marketing and design strategies. And the, the degree really had a strong social underpinning to it, I really loved. Um, fast forward to my first job. Uh, which has seen me working in advertising since the beginning of my professional career in 2014. Um, and before that, I did several freelance jobs while in school to improve and feed into my creative, into my creative skills. Um, and I also worked at our arts department for a bulk of my studies to earn some pocket money, right? So I was quite a busy bag as a student. Um, so yeah, I started my career in 2014 as a junior designer at a small marketing agency. And I was there for two years. I then left that small agency as a senior designer, moved to TBWA in 2016 in March, and that's where I currently am employed. Um, and my starting position was a branded content and, content and experience designer um, within the marketing team. And that really saw me diving deeper into brand communications and marketing, which helped stretch, stretch my skills um, to creatively apply solutions to marketing and business challenges. And I enjoy this very much. I still do this. 
um, I head up the team now as head of brand and inside and the regional insights lead. So I've really carved out an area in my role that beckons for innovative thinking to marketing and communication needs. Um, and whilst working with multiple stakeholders. So it's really something that I enjoy. And I think in a nutshell, that's really my professional career. I love creativity. Um, and I love the fact that I'm exposed so much to it in advertising. Um, on a personal note, I'm a bit of a multi-potentialite. Uh, I'm a brand strategist. I'm a content creator. Um, I, oh, I do a lot of passion projects on the side. Um, I, I, do, I still do design. Um, so I work with a lot of small businesses to bring up their uh, brand journeys or to start their brand journeys with them. And yeah, I think in a nutshell, that is really me. So Ntombi. Yeah. Yeah. So Ntombi, um, tell us a little bit about um, your side projects and in particular Ibuku. How did you come up with that? Um, and what has that journey um, uh, been like? And do you create your own content on Ibuku? Yes, I do. So Ibuku um, is a platform for me to share my love and experience for reading and books and literature and the likes. Um, it's basically a YouTube channel. So I create videos, I review books, I have conversations with writers, conversations with people who are in the publishing and literature space. Um, I started this off in November 2019 and I've been doing it on and off um, since then. It's really a space for me to share my love for reading with people that I know, people that are interested. And I think more so it's really to be part of the very few voices in the space, um, very few um, colorful voices in the space where you can share knowledge, share what you think about certain books. When I came across uh, Booktube, which is basically, a, I could call it a virtual space, um, on the internet for people who love books, love reading. Um, I really found that there were very few women of color in this space talking about their love for books, talking about, you know, what they think um, about certain books, authors, um, and any kind of literature topics and themes. Um, and I decided, you know what, I love this. I love creating new things. And I think this would push me to, to be more creative outside of work. Mm. Um, so I create my own videos, I shoot my own videos, I script my own videos, <laughs> um, I edit my own videos, I basically do it all myself, I animate my own videos as well, mm. um, so it, it's a full-on production that I do just by myself, um, mm. it does take a while, but it's something that I love doing and it's something that I love sharing. Mm. 100%. And I mean, like, um, having spent some time on your YouTube channel, I mean, I'm always so f um, f flabbergasted by all of the work um, that you do alone, um, because you've really been steady and consistent at it um, since 2019. Um, and I couldn't think of a more providential or serendipitous 
sort of time to start doing something like that because um, I was looking at publishing um, stats um, for um, South Africa or rather publishing sales for South Africa and they really shot up um, since COVID began last year. Um, so a lot of people would have been looking for um, someone to guide them through the process of you know, identifying really good um, uh, literature out there. Very interesting, um, your observation about there not being many women of color, um, you know, talking about books um, and just the enjoyment of books. Yet, um, what I have also seen in your following is that um, you've really opened up a space where um, women of color are coming together and actually sharing their passion and actually revealing to the world that there is actually quite a strong um, uh, target group and target market there that's actually alive and thriving. Definitely, definitely. And I think what I love as well about um, the audience that I've, I've built and the people that I've been able to engage with on Ibogo is that it's people of different levels um, of reading. So it's not people that are, you know, knocking out five books a week. It's that person that hasn't read in three, four years or hasn't read since their high school days um, that is wanting to try out something new, people that are wanting to try new genres. So it's really um, a mix of people that are, yes, avid readers, but also new readers that are quite experimental and they just want to explore a bit. And they now have more of the time to, um, because obviously of the pandemic, we're all staying at home um, a bit more and really tapping into, you know, finding positive habits for us to, to take up. So I think reading has really been at the top of a lot of people's lists. And I mean, hence the engagement around, you know, wanting to read more and having that experience as part of um, people's lives. 100%. So um, going back to your role in um, branding, uh, creating content experiences and strategy, and especially your love for innovation. A lot of people um, bandied about things like innovation and disruption um, and digital transformation at the beginning of the COVID pandemic last year. So now it's about 18 months later. Um, and at the time of the recording, um, we're kind of like in what people are calling the third wave, at least um, on the continent. Um, uh, but pretty much I would say, um, either at the beginning or end of it everywhere else in the world. Um, what can you tell us about what you're sensing, um, what your creative sixth sense um, and what the innovator in you is seeing as, um, I would say, opportunities? How might we overcome this? Opportunities um, sort of framed or framed um, with those that kind of possibility-oriented thinking. Sure. Well, I think I tend to gravitate to how people are um, coping with the current situation and the current landscape, right? And I think we've obviously seen that technology and the internet are far-reaching areas um, for us to explore. So I think brands that are um, being digitally innovative and really tapping into these new technologies, um, well, those that are not tapping into these technologies might have a, a hard time surviving. But I think for us as you know, your everyday consumer, your everyday person at home, I think we also have the opportunity to really dive into what 
you know, technology is in our lives. What is social media? I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. a lot of people jumping onto social media, um, kind of congregating there instead mm -hmm. of doing it um, physically. So mm -hmm. creating spaces virtually that allow them to, to connect again, to connect mm -hmm. with their families, their friends, connect with their businesses, um, connect with organizations beyond, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's always growing that's always changing um social media is just always on an upward spiral and using these platforms to drive your agenda whether you're a brand or you're a personal brand um it's it's a good way to reach your audience it's a great way to try new things and engage with wider audiences um, and i think it would be a missed opportunity for us to not try use it to the best of our abilities um, I mean, if you look for, if you look at like the rise of TikTok, it's really mm. tapped into that youth market that, you know, probably your, the likes of Instagram were, were really struggling with, but TikTok mm. really took that and ran with it um, to a point where, I mean, we use social media for various things, right? We, mm. we don't only go for it for entertainment, but we come to social media to play, we come to learn, we come to escape, we come to discover a lot of things. So using those platforms to cope with this um, current state mm -hmm. is really something that everyone should be doing. Um, mm. So I really think um, giving that access, and I find that brands that also give access to, to these technologies, the social media um, across the continent, really um, start to win and really are more popular and effective with consumers. So I think, you know, if, if we can definitely tap into technology, tap into the internet, use social media um, in ways that it probably has never been used before, that is something that has been winning. And I think we've been seeing that over the past few, few months. Um, a lot of businesses have also just been going digital apart from social media. So they've been going digital, going online, taking their shops online. Yes, it might not be the answer for everything, but I think having presence um, digitally is something that we all need at this point. Uh, it may become overwhelming. We've seen people kind of overwhelmed by always being online, but mm -hmm. it definitely has been helpful in how we survive these times. Mm, very interesting um, um, mentioning that it starts with using um, digital, right, to help people cope. Um, and that's actually the first port of call for most businesses to kind of, um, you know, reclaim um, relevance um, and relatability um, in the current times is meeting the, the first pain point, which is um, getting people to cope better. Um, but very, also very interesting um, that since the pandemic began, because more and more people are going online, the dynamics of branding yourself on social media have also changed. Um, so we're requiring more um, of our lives to be lived online. And this also changes um, the branding opportunities that are online. So, you know, thinking about before the pandemic, how you would approach a social media campaign then and how you would approach it now are completely different. Um, and, you know, I'm interested to find out um, because you stayed in the space throughout it. Um, what are the, some of the, the contrasts um, that you can see where you're like, okay, if you're still doing it like this, then um, you've missed, you've, you've missed the, 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 
the wave of um, the transformation. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, what I've noticed is that um, over the past few months, we really need, or we have needed brands to be very honest with us more than ever. Um, we really just needed a lot of honesty. We needed empathy um, in different ways and brands that can listen and hold direct dialogues with us, not brands that talk at us. Um, I think this has been very clear. There are a lot of brands that have been tone deaf at certain mm. parts of um, the past period. Yeah. And I think that has something that has been of detriment to those brands. So, you know, having honest, empathetic brands um, is, is basically an advantage and has helped a lot of people during this time. Mm. Um, and I think just connecting with people, you know, I think brands need to start playing a bit of an active citizenship role, mm. um, especially in modern day times. I believe, you know, we can find great opportunities to engage with consumers. And I think truly connecting at a human level is something that not every brand can do. Mm. Um, and I suppose for the brands that are online and pushing conversation online, that should be a priority is to really connect with people um, on a human level. Um, I would also say that, you know, by doing these things right, brands can almost organically bring people into who they are and what they're about and what they do. So mm -hmm. almost creates a shared narrative, mm -hmm. you know, so your brand is not just about telling us what you did 50 years ago or 200 years ago when you started, mm -hmm. but it's about now. It's about what are you doing now to connect yeah. with me who mm -hmm. knew nothing about you two years ago, you know? So mm -hmm. I think creating shared narratives is quite powerful. Um, and yeah, no one wants to, you know, no one connects with brands that are out of touch, brands that do not make an effort to know you, do not make an effort to understand you as a consumer or as just as, as a person, you know? But I think the brands that really push to, to have that connection with their consumers, that connection with their people are doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, it's so strange to me um, because the more and more I talk to more creatives, right? That's what I keep hearing is um, it's all about the human touch. It's all about the human connection. Um, and it's almost like that's the premium now. Um, and, and there's almost been like a flip. So before COVID, um, digital was sexy um, and almost aloof for many of us in Africa. And now the whole world is actually looking at digital as a tool and a means um, to reconnect the human race on a human level, right? And, uh, you know, that's also because I suppose of the um, social mobility restrictions of the COVID-19 dynamic. So very, very um, interesting. And also then the issues around honesty and empathy, um, you know, uh, because I can't help but think about some of the political changes that happened um, last year and that are happening even as we speak and how a lot of that is driven by this very human need for um, people are desiring trust. People are fed up with um, mistrust. People are fed up with just being fed um, almost like a, a, a superficial party line um, anywhere in the world. Um, because if I think of all of what we've had to 
experience um, from um, the American elections to the Black Lives Matter movements to the questioning of historical narratives around you know, the statues that must be replaced to um, what is even happening in South Africa right now, there's almost like this questioning between uh, people and their leaders, people and societal structures and constructs and saying, guys, we've got to be able to be doing it better than this. And I think it, that then places a demand on our brands and businesses to also step up um, and raise the bar on a more type of responsible and transparent and honest um, um, leadership that is also empathetic and human, but transparent and honest and inclusive. Um, because I think that is one of the things that I see as a common trend across the board um, in all of the things that we've seen. And I've only mentioned a few. I mean, there were things happening um, in other parts of Africa, in the Middle East, all throughout the last 18 months. And I suppose because we all had to watch it um, and witness it, um, we, were, we were made aware of the fact that the human race is going through a real deep questioning on a fundamental level. Mm. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. So I'd like to um, just continue on a little bit forward um, and get a little bit more um, uh, practical. What do you think um, is the, 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 the right opportunity right now? Um, so speaking to, because you said your passion is small business owners um, and speaking directly to them and especially in Africa, um, can you take us a little bit further than um, just going digital? What do you think are the right opportunities now for especially small businesses to make? Um, because they won't have the, the infrastructure or the heritage that um, other larger businesses um, have had who could maybe pivot quicker, um, who could rapidly um, go digital. But there is something very democratizing about the digital landscape. And so... What are some of the what are some of the right opportunities specifically for small businesses in Africa right now? I would say um, two things actually. I'd leave it at two things. Um, <laughs> the first thing is definitely around uh, being digitally present. So have a presence online. Um, in most cases, you know, social media, certain areas are free. You can definitely um, expose your business online um, find those spaces that can work for you build your markets find um, audiences consumers um, in the digital spaces I think definitely growing online as a small business is a must than it is a plus um, I think my second point I will make is that there's power in collaboration there's power in partnership so even if it's not partnering with the big guys partner with your you know complementary business next door if you are mm. making bread mm. and they're making jam partner up and give your audiences um, a different product so I would definitely say apart from looking at your competitors look at the people that you can work with look at the people that will enhance what you're already offering um, so definitely finding great partnerships that benefit both sides um, and base, basically let you grow your network um, is definitely good and invest in yourself go to these innovation hubs go to um, business hubs have conversations with people who have done it for years 
I think there's, you know, finding that information, getting that knowledge will only um, feed into what you're creating for yourself. So really for me, it's, you know, have a digital presence um, and definitely find uh, good collaborators or good partners to work with in your journey. Yeah, um, I love what you're saying about um, partnership and collaboration, um, because um, I think that, you know, that's also a smart way to navigate um, this new normal or no normal um, that we're going into, right? Um, so we're not going back, but we're definitely going into something and nobody really um, knows what that looks like, even the people that think they do. Um, mm. And so th this is a great time to learn, a great time to try new things and co-create, definitely. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to um, ask you, as we start to wrap up um, the podcast, um, I usually close the creative podcast that is by asking for three or four insights on particular brands um, that are visible in the market today that you believe are getting it right. Um, so especially uh, since over the last 18 months, what are you seeing that you're loving on the market right now and why? Sure. I am really drawn towards brands that have a voice Right now, brands that um, aren't scared to stand for something, brands that aren't scared to back something up. Um, I think we've also, we're also in a time, like you say, where a lot is happening um, socially, politically, economically, you name it, right? Um, and a lot more people are voicing out what they feel, what they think, what they like, what they don't like. It's all out there on social media. It's all out there on the internet. And we have this information. As a brand, it is... Um, a tricky time to navigate, yes, but also the opportunity to really stand for something, really show your true colors um, is there. So I, grab, I tend to gravitate towards brands that are bold enough to have a voice, are bold enough to, to take that stand. I think I'm just going to give an example of a, um, a global brand that everybody should know. <laughs> and that's Nike, who's just done that right um, over the past few years. They've really become um, in touch with their voice. They've really advocated for social justice. We all know this. We've seen this come about and come alive in various ways, um, whether it's through supporting their athletes, um, Kaepernick, Naomi, Osaka quite recently with you know, the Naomi effect, um, Casta Semenya, and even beyond that, um, they've made bold commentary on social injustices like Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, um, and even in their products, they've really looked at how their brand and what they are putting out into the world is either um, helping or not um, with their audiences. So they've really brought out lines that are helpful for women who are pregnant with the Nike M range. Um, I won't dive too deep into their actual operations, which have been questionable and quite controversial, I won't lie. Um, but I think just on a creativity front and in how they have shown up in comms and branding, they're quite a um, prominent and I suppose a pioneering brand, if I can put it that way, in how they have chosen to take a stand and how they have chosen to have a voice. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, you know, place them as an example of a brand that has a voice and that has had a voice over the past few years. Um, I think my second point would 
lie in the digital space. I mean, a lot of brands have obviously gone digital, um, taken their shops digitally, but locally in South Africa, I think one of my favorite brands that I think did this very well and met people's needs where, um, where they lie is Checkers with their 6060 app. And they basically deliver groceries to people in their homes in less than an hour in how they have positioned it. But, you know, I just mentioned that going digital or virtual is not the answer for every brand. And obviously it might not work for everyone, um, but some companies might need to actually relook their offerings completely to stay relevant in the future. So I think going digital, yes, is a good thing but you almost have to look at how it will work for your current brand, your current mm -hmm. business. Yeah. Um, and if it needs you to introduce new things to aid what you're already doing or introduce new things to completely pivot from what you're already doing, then do it. So like you said, Selena, this is the time to explore. This is the time to make a change. And this is the time to better meet your consumer's needs um, than you have before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what, what might work for one might not work for the other, but I think there are definitely brands and businesses that are doing it right or doing it far better than others mm -hmm. at this point. And we could only, you know, hope to, to have more brands doing better in the future. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I, I love that. And especially your point about needing to change the offering. Um, very, very important um, for us to, you know, consider that and, and remember that, you know, people consume differently now than they did 18 months ago. And so it's okay to change our offering. It's okay to maybe let go even of some things that, you know, just don't work with the, the ways in which people consume their products and their services um, today. So very, very powerful point there in Tombi. Um, and as per usual, Ndombi, it has been an amazing um, conversation with you. And I'm so glad to be sharing this conversation with the rest of the world um, and especially our listeners from all over and um, our brave African businesses doing innovative things um, as we all uh, bravely um, move forward um, in these trying and challenging times. So thank you very much for joining us, Ndombi, and thank you for sharing with us so deeply. Uh, and so um, uh, authentically um, about what you see, uh, what you've experienced and, and what you hope for the future. Thank you, Selena. It's been lovely. And I think to your point, I really do encourage businesses um, to stay strong during this time. It is a complex landscape to navigate, uh, but I have faith that a lot of businesses, a lot of people will get through it. Yeah. That's awesome. So this has been another um, episode of the Brand to Build podcast, and we were continuing with our series on the creatives. We will be seeing you next week with another creative as we look using the creative special eye on the landscape, what has changed, what is changing, and how we can navigate the future. Thank you. listening to Brand to Build, a podcast brought to you by Brand Builder Africa. We'll be back here next week with more thoughtfully curated content for entrepreneurial leaders who are doing business in Africa. Stay, subscribe, 
and let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear about next. To learn more, visit our website at www.brandtobuild.co or email askus at brandtobuild.co.